0: You're a physical therapist, and that means you work hard, play hard, and have a slightly off-center sense of humor. We've got just the stuff you're looking for. Now at PTPunkCast.com, we've got physical therapist T-shirts for under 20 bucks coffee tumblers for before work, and wine and whiskey tumblers for after your last patient. If you're a physical therapist, you need to check out ptpintcast.com and our online store now. Right now there's free shipping for all orders over a hundred bucks. For physical therapists only, online at ptpintcast.com.
1: We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing it live again.
0: Welcome to P.T. Pinecast. They say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. It's true. Uh, P.T. Pinecast, just great physical therapy conversations on tap. Hi, I'm Drew McKay. I'll be your host. Hey, before we get started, we're going to dig in some really, really great stuff today. One of the quotes from one of my favorite movies, Apollo 13, is failure is not an option. But The title of today's episode is why is failure an option? I got to figure this out because I remember from that movie, they, he's distinctly said in all the movie trailers, it was a very pivotal moment in the movie. He said, failure is not an option, but maybe it is. Uh, we're also going to learn why every problem is a chance to build a relationship and how to grow your team and yourself without stressing out because we know that happens. Uh, before we get started, I do want to thank our friends from your CBD store, CBDRXforYou.com. Do you know the ABCs of CBD? I mean, your patients are using this for uh, stress reduction, for wellness, for sleep. It's over the counter in a lot of locations. Do you know how it's going to affect their course of treatment? Do you? Seriously. Do you? Extreme close up. Uh, Find out with the ABCs of CBD online there at cbdrx4u.com. And before we get started, I want to let you know, we've got some new stuff available online at ptpointcast.com. I know our lawyers have said, this looks a lot like a famous soft drink logo, but it's clearly not. It's very different with different words. Uh, Get this and more just gifts designed specifically for physical therapists and physical therapist assistants. online at PT Pinecast. Uh, Without further ado, let's start this episode. I'm pumped. Let's do this thing. Great physical therapy conversations on tap. That's what we do here. I'm Jimmy McKay, and this is PT Pinecast. Find us on the socials at PT Pinecast on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and that's where we're broadcasting these things live. Do not forget, nay, do not forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an informative episode. Uh, You do that on uh, on, uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, on uh, any of the podcatchers out there. That you listen to uh, wherever, I like to say, wherever great podcasts are found. Also, wherever some mediocre podcasts are found. We're probably going to be there, too. uh, Subscribe to the show, and it is always free to do that. If during the episode, if you're watching a live stream, if you have a question or a comment, drop it down below and interact. We'll see if we can get to some of those uh, live on the show. If you are watching the replay, uh, write the word replay below and drop a question or comment. We can also do this after the fact. You can interact with the show no matter when you are uh, partaking, all right? Uh, let's get to the, uh, the the guest, very excited because I have some questions for Amy. Uh, she's a keynote speaker, author, consultant, and founder and CEO of a consulting solutions organization, Karen Consulting Solutions, uh, developing leaders and teams through training programs and advisory work. She lives by two mottos, here they are, grow your people to grow your business and every problem is a chance to build a relationship we're going to dig into those and my one of my favorite lines from Apollo 13 let's bring her on the show Amy Lafkin Amy welcome to the program
2: thank you I'm excited to be here
0: pumped to have you uh you're ready I can see you've got the gigantic stein so without further ado we we do the hardest questions first we get them out of the way Uh, what are you drinking and out of what
2: Uh, This is one of my dad's mugs from um, my Uncle Harry's bar. And I just, I thought I'd pull it out tonight. I don't ever drink out of it. And I thought I will pull it out tonight. What's in Uh, it? Yingling beer because I am from um, Yingling country. So Schuylkill County. And I had to do a Yingling. I thought about Trogues because it's, you know, in Hershey, but had to go close to home. So Yingling it is.
0: America's oldest brewery.
2: America's oldest brewery. Absolutely. Family owned
0: the pride of Pottsville, Pennsylvania.
2: Absolutely. Yes, indeed.
0: My time in radio, my time in radio was spent, uh, was spent well. Uh, I am going a little lighter. I just did an IPA. So I'm doing a Mick ultra here for my, my wow. DPT, uh, can koozie, which again, you can find online at ptpinecast.com. It comes in multiple colors. Well, cheers to you, Amy. Thanks for coming on the show. Cheers to you. All right. So we led off with you being like many things and wearing many hats, as a lot of people do. Uh, One of them, keynote speaker, author, consultant, and CEO of, am I saying it right? Is it Karen Consulting Solutions? We're
2: doing fantastic. Yes, Karen. And Even if I
0: wasn't, I have a feeling you wouldn't tell me, which which I appreciate about you. Um, Well, let's talk about Karen. Like, Who do you get to work with? Who do you get to guide? I'm going to use that word specifically because I think that's what great, That's what good consultants do. It's what great consultants do is they guide people. Who do you get to work with and what do you get to guide them towards?
2: So I picked the name Cairn because Cairns are guideposts. So these oh. are the rocks that you see and that's what I wanted to be for my clients. So that's cool. when it comes to my individual client work, I work with Rehab practices, you know, PT owners, orthopedic surgery practices, other medical practices, and we do design work. We, we have fun helping them see that if they restructure, redesign some things, they can make themselves more efficient, but also make sure that their teams are getting all the support that they need and that people are getting what they need in order to be successful with patient care. Because that's really the primary driver. Is if you take care of your people, grow your people, you'll take care of your patients, grow your business, and that's really that individual advisory piece. And then for the leadership side, I work with several um, chapters of the Physical Therapy Association. I chair the. Um, well, I'm the past chair of the American Physical Therapy Associations health policy administration sections, LAMP Institute of Leadership, which is really long to say that we have a leadership course in the health policy administration section. So I do that. And then um, I work for a bunch of other types of clients, um, accountants, design firms, do a lot of leadership stuff with their teams as well.
0: So inside and outside of healthcare. Yeah. Do you have any tie to healthcare? Because it seems like you're pretty embedded in PT.
2: I, you know, I am embedded in PT. Um, I just... I think that there's a lot of universality that people don't realize, and it translates from one setting to another. So I was actually talking to one of my clients today, and she's up for managing director at a a really large... Um, big Four accounting firm, and she's in one of my leadership programs. And she said, "You need to write a book for professional services because it's so different." I said, "How is it so different?" And she said, "Well, you know, we work a lot of hours, we're under a lot of pressure, and we have to do right by our clients." And I'm like, "Okay, how how is that different?" Yeah.
0: So we're all different, just like everybody else. And that and that's where that's the funny part that you mentioned, that, Amy, and like. I do a little bit of consulting work from communications perspective Uh only. And the funny part is in the beginning, I got really nervous. Like, am I going to understand the nuance of who I'm helping? And I got nervous about that. And then I realized they understand the nuance of their business. Uh I understand communication. So I'm just going to keep asking you, me and the client, the questions until I understand the answer, because that means you've explained it right
2: yes and it's all about the people i mean that's the part that gets my heart going is the people the team itself and i do end up on some projects i'm working on one with a client now they're converting from one electronic health record to another and they don't have a system in place to do that and they're just hoping it sort of goes well so we're systematizing that for them and they're like, well, how is this in your realm? I'm like, are your people gonna be better off because we're doing this? And they're like, yeah. And totally. I know nothing about um, running an ambulatory surgery center. That's okay. I just ask questions until they've figured out the answer for themselves.
0: I tell this all the time. I don't know if I'm, 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 I might, I want to copyright this. I use the onion analogy. Have you ever heard of this one?
2: Tell me the analogy.
0: So it's like peeling an onion. It's like, I don't know the answer. And so I just like peel the top layer and then what's underneath the top layer? I don't know. Another layer. It's like, okay, I still don't understand another layer, and a layer. And the thing is, what's in the middle of an onion? Nothing. The process of peeling the onion is the thing. There's no pit. There's no seed. There's no thing to eat. The onion is the thing. But it's the process of, I don't get it. Okay, ask a question and it, un- it unlocks another layer. Okay, I'm closer to kind of understanding having the onion peel. But the only way to get further is to keep peeling. And if you cut it, Amy, if you cut it and try to get to the middle too quick, it makes you cry.
2: Oh my gosh. You should patent that trademark
0: it, do something. Right. I know. So that's my onion analogy, which is like, listen, most of the time when I do consulting work or anything, I'm like, here's the, here's the thing that's going to kill you is I just walked in the room and the answer's already here. And you're going to walk, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a trick. I'm going to do it right in front of you. And while I'm doing the trick, you're going to be like, you're going to be falling for the trick. And when I'm done, I'm going to show you the trick I just did. you're going to go, we just paid you for that. I go, right. <laughs> but it's a process, right? It's guiding, which is the same as physical therapy, which is like, oh, the answer was like, you know, improving my sleep and reducing my stress and exercising and doing these specific things. Well, that was right there the whole time. Right. But but you as a therapist can see that. You're yes. a guide. You're a guide as a yes. physical therapist. So this is not, these aren't foreign. All right. So I also mentioned in the in the um the intro, every problem is a chance to build your relationship. We just talked about grow your people, grow your business. Every problem is a chance to build your relationship. Um, I feel like we've heard I've heard this before. So this one I can kind of see, but talk more about that.
2: So for me, this was a big aha moment a couple of years ago where I realized that I was so uncomfortable with conflict and conflict situations that I was like, get in and get out. Like, how quick can I get in and get out? And can I come out alive? And so I made it very transactional. It was, can I get in there? Can I get my message across? And can I get out without getting burned? And so it was, do this, do that, let's go. And When I switched and said, this is someone I want to work with, want to succeed with, want to have a better experience with, when I realized that and switched to every problem is a chance to build a relationship, suddenly so much more was coming out of the conversation. And in fact, the problems often become secondary to the way that you can kind of grow the pie. So, so many of us go into conflict as a zero-sum game. Someone wins, someone loses. And now I'm like, let's just make more pie. And I have just embraced this. I use it all the time. When I worked as a director, my team would be like, oh God, who she's going off to build a relationship with. And they're like, yeah, you know, that secret code, like she's going to have a conflict with someone, but she's going to be like excited. I right. was, I mean, it's it's a way of looking at conflict and conversations and saying, how can we help each other instead of how can we transact and move on?
0: Did you ever read Chris Voss's, um, uh, never told the difference. Yes. It feels like a lot of things you're saying there are very like close to that. Like, and it's just, that's, that's, these are all basics. Like these are all basic rules or ideas because we're all humans and we all fear most, mostly fear of the same things, mostly crave the same things.
2: Well, and it's interesting that you bring up that book because the first time I read it, I was like, I don't get this book at all. And the funny thing was someone else pointed out to me, they're like, you do this stuff all the time. I'm like, I don't understand any of these words in this book. And, you know, the same thing with Crucial Conversations. I read Crucial Conversations and I'm like, who cares about a pool of safety? Like, what's a pool of safety? And I had to let go of all the language and just distill it down that for me, My two options were to get in and get out transaction or stay connect and build a relationship.
0: Yeah, Chris Foss's for me, in the beginning, someone suggested that book for me and I was like, why the hell would I read a book written by a hostage negotiator? That doesn't make any sense. And did I say the name of the book? Oh, it's Never Split the Difference. I've mentioned it before on the show. And I've since read it twice more. Mm -hmm. And I've picked up something every time I've done it. And for me, it was very much like, oh, it, when he when he said every conversation is a negotiation for information. And I was like, boom, like he's like, a re- like with your girlfriend, with your mom, with a stranger, with a somebody with a bomb in a bank. Mm-hmm. Every conversation is a negotiation for information. And that doesn't mean just get right. It also means share or like I want to share some understanding. So it's a negotiation, two way negotiation for information.
2: Absolutely.
0: And when you're like, this guy's applying principles. And, you know, from the beginning, if you have 10 hostages in a bank and I, and you call me and you go, all right, well, I guess I'll just take five and you can just, you can keep five and that's okay. He's like, no. Yeah. So treat any negotiation kind of like that. And again, this can be a relationship build because mm-hmm. that's what he was really doing. He was, he was saying, I'm building a, a fast, hopefully a short relationship with this person on the other end of a phone who I'm negotiating with, but if you, if you look at it, get in, get out transactional, or the, I'm in for the long haul, you tend to slow down a little bit and you listen more, I feel like.
2: Yes, well, and that's the other piece of it. You know, I think when we look at it as a chance to build a relationship, we open ourselves up to this idea of a common goal. Okay, right. it's not just about me or you, it's what goal can we create together? And then once you've got that common goal, you wanna hear from them, well, what's it gonna take for you to reach that common goal? Here's how I can help you reach that common goal. Um, And and quite frankly, I apply it not only in sort of situations where there's conflict that we think about where at work someone needs this from you or someone needs that. I use the same principle when it comes to even people who have a, a gap in their performance because they're not defective people we're just not on the same page about what the common goal is and once we're there then everything else can happen
0: is it an is it a loss of expectation you don't know i expect this of you are you not given the proper tools are yeah. you not given the proper time which is you know the, the greatest universal tool so what is it let me help help understand instead of just saying you're underperforming uh you're being penalized you know like right like or hit the bricks you're out of here yeah. w- what is it that 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 is changing um you, you just mentioned something a second ago maybe think of someone else which is what's it gonna take like sometimes saying that phrase like help me understand like what's it gonna take for you to perform better mm-hmm. people talk i was talking to a colleague today uh, who works at a hospital and they were having a conversation about vaccines and the mm-hmm. question sometimes uh gary vaynerchuk had this line he said listen is there anything that I can show you? Is there any data or information that I could show you that would cause you to change your mind? If the answer is no, he's like, I stopped talking to that person. Yeah. And I save all the time. You just told me that there is nothing that's going to change your mind. I am okay with being having my mind change, right? I'm 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 firmly planted until I'm not. Right. But he says that's a question I ask. And he's like, you know how much time it saves me? A lot. Yeah. If you just said I'm never going to change my mind, then what are we doing?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm willing to listen and learn and move but if you're not okay we're done
2: yeah and that's the big piece of it and i you know i have to say i was having a conversation with someone today and he said well amy how if i'm not the top rung of the ladder at work how if someone is like treating me badly and we're getting not we're not getting along you know i can't use these techniques on them and i said well the first thing you have to see is What do they need? You know, if you're going to lead up the way that you do it is understand their situation, you know, because we were talking about the fact that at their clinic, they're struggling with margin a little bit. And so I asked the manager, I said, do you know what margin is? And they said, well, no, I don't really understand margin. I said, okay, so then why do you think that the owner's talking about margin? She's like, I don't really know. And I said, okay, so number one, let's understand what the issue is. And then number two, you can understand how you can actually help them achieve their goal. Because yes, they have a goal, but it impacts you whether or not they achieve it.
0: Correct. Uh, you just brought up like parts of what I've talked about before. Would, have you ever heard of the arc triangle?
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: So you just described a complete break mm-hmm. in reality. We do not share in that situation. Those two people were not sharing the same same reality. They might have had affinity and they might have been communicating. But without reality, you can't. And the goal of the arc triangle, if you've heard this before, it's affinity, which is like, do we do we have the ability to like each other? Right. Is there an open line of communication? Then is there communication? That's the C in arc. Are we communicating or not? And then the R, which is failing in this example you just gave is reality. Yeah. Well, I'm yelling about margin and Amy doesn't know what that means. So why would she care? Jimmy's yelling about something. I don't know what it means. We are not on the same. We do not have the same language where I'm using. Maybe I'm using jargon. Maybe I haven't explained it right. So the ARC, the the goal of that is not communication. The goal is understanding. Yeah. So that's that 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 in that uh, example, I definitely you know it's funny how you, we started this conversation off by saying all these things are basic.
2: Yeah, and it's just how you put them all together. You know, correct. Even for me, I didn't. It took a long time to recognize that I was transactional. And I realized I was not only transactional in like a conflict situation, but I was transactional if I needed to ask someone for help or ask someone to do something. And I'll never forget, I started to see that as like, oh, let's connect. Let's get to know. And now all of my lamp friends will tell you the joke is if Amy invites you to lunch, don't go because by the time it's over, she's going to have gotten you to do something that you're not quite sure you wanted to do. And I'm like, of course I am. You know, we're going to go, we're going to build a relationship, we're going to break bread, and then you're going to do what I need done. Well, describe
0: transactional. I want to make sure the audience doesn't, doesn't miss that. Like, how do you describe like transactional? When you said, I, I noticed that my relation th- these things were transactional.
2: Sure. I would go in and my focus was on the task. Oh. I need X or they need Y, and I'm not sure I want to give it up. So everything was task-based, which is so out of the realm of who Not I human. am. I'm like people, people, people. But I was so uncomfortable with asking for what I needed. I was so uncomfortable discussing things that weren't working or what wasn't going well because I wanted to be nice. I didn't want to be kind. I wanted to be nice. And so what would happen is I wanted to get in and out of those situations as quickly as possible because they went against my people-ness. And so I would treat them as this is a task I have to get chopped off my list today.
0: And that is the most, that is the most, that is the furthest from a human interaction as you can get. Exactly. That is the the 180 degrees away from that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. This brings, this brings up what I mentioned in the intro. All right. One of my favorite movies ever is Apollo 13. If you haven't seen it, what the heck is wrong with you? And you should have seen it. Um, but the line was, and I think was it was Ed Harris, who was like the guy in, in like mission Control, yeah. yeah. And he's like, failure is not an option. Right. And that's the idea it was failure is not an option. Now what he was saying is like, yo, failure might be an option. We just aren't choosing it. Mm-hmm. But you say that why is failure an option? So when I throw that your way, what do you mean?
2: Failure is an option because it's our way to learn. And so when I think about Ed Harris and that scene, The reality is failure wasn't an option because there were lives on the line. There are very few times in our lives that we truly are at a point where if we fail, someone dies. And that's the differentiator. Yes, if someone is going to die because of a choice we make, failure is not something we want. But think about it. Even as PTs, Before we actually treat a real patient, we're practicing on each other. And guess what? If in lab, I'm afraid to try something because I don't want to fail, then when I get out into real patient care, I'm not doing the best for my patient because I haven't pushed my own envelope. I haven't said, could I do this any better? Um, As much as it pains me to say, the first time in class that we did wheelchair mobility, And I'm a talker. So when my um, teammate or my classmate was in the wheelchair and I was going to safely help them learn how to pop a wheelie, I got distracted chatting with someone and down they went. That was the best lesson I could have learned. A, nobody got hurt. Yay. But that failure taught me so much. Not just, okay, this is how you actually teach someone how to pop a wheelie. It taught me how to stay focused on the patient, regardless of what else is happening around me. It taught me that this is where my hand position should have been. It taught me that I always need to be at the ready because I never know when something's going to happen with a patient. I mean, I was watching a a doc in the um, acute care setting and he was like, you know, a new resident doing Romberg testing on a patient. And he said to the patient, You know, I want you to do this. And then he walked away. And the patient, like, was going to face plant. But because I learned the hard way, I was able to reach in and say, Let's not let this patient fall. So if we don't fail, we end up living in a really small box. We live in a box that we build for ourselves because we're afraid to test out things. And even if you have a huge failure, then all you want to do is say, what's the lesson? Right. Because that's what's going to drive you forward. And I want practices. I want PTs to recognize that, you know, it's not just in lab when we're in school, that it's okay to test the waters on something. You know, I'm not saying throw money in the wind and say, I'm going to open six clinics in six months, but maybe test the waters, reach out a little bit, see what's going to happen, push yourself a little yeah. bit because failure is inevitable. It's what we do with it that makes a difference. And so that's why to me, failure is not only an option, it's a good one.
0: It's a necessity, right? Yeah. I mean, where, where in life are we not shocked when someone is failing and we're kind of excited? When you're a kid learning about literally everything, right? A kid falls down, ah, he's cute, right? As long as he doesn't bust his head open. We're not yeah. looking for that. But we understand there's no walking without falling down. There's no there's no uh, there's no riding a bike without crashing every once in a while. Yeah. And we've got to be OK with that.
2: It's so true. And, and we've got to say, what's the lesson and what do I learn from it? And then you not only make it OK, you make it beneficial, you know, yeah. and of course, I want you to do it as in safe an environment as possible. You know, I worked um, I was an adjunct faculty at Loyola University of Maryland. And it was great because I was teaching organizational design in business school. So I have no like connection with these kids at all. Like they live in a completely different world than I do. And so we got in there and I'm like, listen, your goal, fail fast, fail often. And they're like, no, my mom told me I had to get all A's when I go to college. And I'm like, fail fast, fail often. I said, this is your safe place to do that. And the ones that were willing to push themselves, yeah, they screwed up royally, and we'd applaud them and say, "Good job, nice fail."
0: I would love to see a lo- like a longitudinal study, which is a which is a phrase I barely ever say in my entire life. I would love <laughs> to see a longitudinal study, but where'd those kids go ten years later versus the ones who white knuckled for an A?
2: Mm-hmm. I'll tell you where they go. I had a student, and we were doing reflection papers. Um, Jesuit institution. Reflection is a big part of it. And the girl looked at me in class and I go, oh, she realized she failed her reflection paper. And she came up to me after class and she said, I didn't understand the directions. I said, what didn't you understand about the reflection paper? She goes, I thought I could use the book. And I said, I was very clear that the reflection paper was your thoughts. And I said, your whole paper is quotes from the book head down between her knees, full-blown panic attack. My parents are going to tell me to quit college. I'm going to have to drop out. I can't believe this. Can I please take it over? You don't understand. I'm going to get kicked out of college. And I said, this is 5% of your overall grade. Is this really going to kick you out of school? She goes, but if I tell my parents I failed, they're going to pull my funding and I'm going to get kicked out of school. I said, you come back to me tomorrow and we'll talk about the real truth of what just happened here. Cause it has nothing to do with the F. Yeah.
0: I gave a, uh, I gave a, I, I've given talks. You're a keynote speaker. I've given talks before. I don't want things to go wrong, yes. but I'll be honest when they go wrong early, I'm like, okay, so this isn't going to be perfect. And now the bar is way lower. And I love when the bar is low. Cause I'm like, I could clear a low <laughs> bar all day. I gave a talk in Florida a month ago. Walked up to the front and I'm like, Hey, I'm ready. I mean, I had this thing like timed out. I was going to do a real great job. And I hit the button and nothing came up. And I was like, Okey-doke. time to make a right hard turn. And what are we going to talk about now? Well, I got to be able to riff. Cause the first part was very visual. I was like, okay, they can't see anything. What would you do? And I feel like that's a very, that's a thing PTs love to pat ourselves on the back on is we adapt, right? I mean, if you go into a treatment session, I'm going to do a B and C and the patient presents completely different than last time. You're like, and that's out. I'm going to do X, Y, Z now. Um, how do we apply that to different parts of our lives, our, our our businesses, our family connections, our professions? Embrace that. Those are the people who are like fail fast, fail often.
2: Well, and you know what's interesting about that? As PTs, we give grace to our patients. If a patient comes in and says, yeah. I didn't do my full exercise routine or I struggled with this. We don't beat them up. We don't say you're an idiot. We give grace. And when I think about failure is an option, I want people to know: give yourself grace. Yeah. Don't give yourself an excuse. You still screwed up, right. but give yourself grace that you are a human, a person who is going to screw up. And as long as you turn that mistake into an opportunity, so be it.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's that, and that, and that's that's so true. That is that is so true. Is we will we will be really really hard on ourselves yeah. and then look at other people and be like, well they had this excuse again, yeah. if you're not learning that is in fact a failure if you're not if right. you if you if you failed and didn't learn something it's double fail or fail squared whatever you want to call it. but if you can learn something, hey you're gonna improve
2: yeah yeah, absolutely
0: all right yeah you're you're, you're jumping into something pretty new uh, people first a proven method for exceptional health care practice. That's a book that's launching uh, later this, I'm uh, sorry, uh, in about a month, later in August. August twenty-four, Going to be available at all major uh, book line stores, in, in, including the one that I spent way too much money on, which is the Amazon. <laughs> He's not getting to space. He's not getting to space without me buying books, people. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we could plant trees or, you know, solve carbon dioxide. But let's get let let's get the get guy to be space. in space for 28 minutes. Um, talk about that book because, again, I pat myself on the back when I read a book you decided to put a bunch of thoughts down and write a book. So what is someone going to transform themselves into? What are they What are they going to gain and be armed with when they're done reading this?
2: When they're done reading this, they'll have the blueprint to design their practice with all the structures and strategies so that they can put their people first and actually do well at business. Really what happened is I, I started finding myself doing a lot of similar patterns with my clients in terms of the work that we did. I also had a really big fail myself several years ago, like huge fail, epic. And yes, I'm still here. And no, I won't say it was the best thing that ever happened, but I learned a lot from it. So when I wrote People First, it really is this idea that if we go into leading others, if we go into designing our own practice or being a leader in a practice, and we think about People First first, Instead of saying, you know, well, they're the last thought, because I don't know about you, but in PT school, and we actually went to the same PT school just a few years apart, but in PT school, you know, it's all about the patient. Everything's about the patient. And if you're a PT and you come out and you start a business, well, unless you're the only one working there, right, and you might be, then it is all patient first. But if you have someone answering the phones, then it's about them because the better they feel supported, the
0: better they're going to take care of your patients. Yeah. I worked for uh, Fox Rehabilitation for the last three and a half, four years. And they were very, at first, it's it's like, you don't want to put that on a marketing t-shirt. It's like we, but they were very adamant about, we take care of our clinicians. Yeah. And you're like, but the patients aren't first. They go, you take care of the patient, uh, excuse me, take care of the clinicians. Then they, the patients are locked up. Like they're fine. Yeah. But if you do it the other way around, you're going to be turning and burning clinicians left and right.
2: Exactly. And, you know, I actually did, I interviewed about 20 people for the book, not only therapists, but also, so PTOT speech therapists, also OBGYN practices, orthopedic practices, um, ambulatory surgery centers, because it's it's the same. You know, we were raised to think patient first. And, yes, Fox does a really good job of saying, like, let's put our clinicians first. and it's that idea that's universal. And so, you know, that's what I like to work with, with my clients. And for some of them, it's really hard. I'll never forget. I was doing, um, a, a, an exercise with one of my clients and we were prioritizing things. And this is when we realized we didn't align. Um, when I said, well, what's more important, um, your, your team or finances? Oh, Amy, finances are much more important. Okay, what's more important, your team or the physical plan? Oh, buildings are much more important. I can get a new therapist. I can't get a new building. Yeah. And I said, can you think about a time? So this was three years ago. Can you think about a time where you might not be in the building, but your therapists are still important? No, Amy, I can't. Look what happened with the pandemic. Patients didn't call and say, I love you for having the best telehealth platform. They said, thank you so much for being able to see me because you're a great clinician. And so if people start to flip their thinking, if they let go of the default, that finances first, they let go of the default, that patients come first, then they can actually make everything better. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was a beach lifeguard. I I don't know why. before i went to pt school i don't know why i just didn't stay a beach lifeguard because it was the greatest job ever um but they taught you in 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 a lifeguard school academy or it was just literally us in the ocean um they were like there's coming a point when someone's drowning is they will push you down to save themselves it is a natural reaction it is is a survival instinct so they teach you like sometimes you need to push away you need to you not need to punch someone to get them off of you because if you go down you're both screwed yeah. There's that mentality and the first time you hear that you're like, I'm not going to punch someone. They go, if it's you versus me, I might need to punch you until you tire yourself out so that I can actually help you. It's that yes. mentality of like, you know, sometimes the you know, the people need to be first, but you got to pay attention to who those people are.
2: That's that's the big thing. It's about who are your people? Right. And I think one of the things to recognize is that if you're the owner or you're the leader, You still count your people too. Yeah. You, you know, put your oxygen mask on first. That's exactly it. Every time you get on a plane, you hear it. And it's that same idea, you know. Um, So I took a diversion from PT and became a scuba diving instructor. Yeah, quite sure. It's fabulous. Um, But same thing, you know, you're under the water and, you know, one of your guests is like, I don't have any air left. And I'm like, great, we'll share. I'm not giving you mine because I need to get to the surface, but we can share. And that's the same idea. It's, it's, you know, you as the owner of your practice, you still have to fill your own cup, but right. then secondary is the people you serve, the people you support so they can serve and support patients.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of times people think these are always, these are principles that need to come about in like, like, um, dramatic moments yeah. and i don't think they are i think they're an everyday thing yeah which is like you need to you don't need to only think about yourself when like you're completely stressed out and you're about to lose it it's like no think of you need to have a lunch every day
2: yeah
0: but also your people need to be able to document or have a lunch every day so it's this constant thing right the greatest what some of the greatest advice I ever got was from my scuba diving instructor and his was, uh, so I was like, he's like, so how are you comfortable in the water? That I was like this first question. And I was like, his name was Blair, Blair. I'm a, sw- I was a swimmer, man. I'm so comfortable in the water. I'm going to be great at this. And he, and he's, he was Jamaican. I got, sc- I got scuba certified in Jamaica, Why? which was probably the best thing for me. Cause I'm a New Yorker and I'm just like, go, go, go. And I talk fast, whatever. And he's this Jamaican, he's super, everything methodical. And he goes, Jimmy, scuba is a breeding sport. If you're going too fast, you're doing it wrong. And I still remember that and I'm like oh at no point is this the 200 freestyle it does not matter who gets there first the trip is the the trip is the ride the trip is the journey in scuba diving in fact as you know and anybody who scuba dives the slower you breathe the longer you can stay underwater because the more air you have so the more calm you are the more efficient you are Mm -hmm. the more you think about your movements the better you do not how fast you can get to the bottom or where you're going
2: right Right. And you're not going to see anything if you're trying to move through quickly. You know, I could sit in one spot for 40 minutes, breathe in, breathe out and just observe so much. And other people are like, where's this fish? I need to see this fish today. It's it's on my it's on my list today. Yes. That's how the treat works.
0: Jimmy, scuba dive is a breathing sport. If I see a lot of bubbles, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, and literally was a I was like, oh my God. Yeah, the, the journey's the, the journey's the thing for this. Yeah. Uh thepeoplesfirstbook.com. Um, I'm excited. I checked out some of the uh, the reviews and people writing about it. And listen, uh, you know, I'm gonna take a read. You gave me an advanced copy. How are we gonna promote this? We were talking about this just before we we jumped on on this live. You're gonna you're gonna do some some stuff live, or you were talking yes. about doing that. Yep. Um who are you going to bring on? Who are you going to be talking with?
2: So on the live I haven't figured it all out yet. We're going to have a live launch party cool. and I got to take like a message from you Jimmy because I've never done this kind of live stuff. So, so
0: let's do a let's do like a consulting moment, right? Yeah, so let's let's, let's go this way. All right. So uh who do you want to reach? Who I always start with who? People first. Who are you looking to connect? Who are you looking to make sure that they interact with this book and the party?
2: Practice owners, practice leaders, Um, primarily healthcare, but really anybody who gets like, if you even have an inkling that, Oh, people first is interesting. I want you to be on.
0: Got it. Okay. So now we know our who. Yes. And now we work backwards, which is like, what, what things do those people fear, hope, wish, um, are troubled by wish they could overcome. I go to that and it can be a mishmash of all those things.
2: So I think they, they fear that their business isn't going to succeed. They A lot of them live in fear of the next um, resignation, and I think they're in fear of, I have to do it all by myself because I can't trust anybody else to do it, and okay. so wrong on that case.
0: So hard stop, those three things? That's a lot. Like those are a lot of emotions in there. So you could do an entire launch party on those. So like all these questions, whenever you like, this is how I work in communications, all these questions, like they just get easier because of the onion, right? The closer we get to the middle of the onion, the better it is. And again, I don't skip because otherwise I I cut the onion and I cry. Um, You've just essentially put our what, excuse me, our who and our what's in alignment. And now I can see what you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. So now how always comes last which is how do you want this live launch party to go and not even talking about technology or platforms or cameras or (laughs) microphones doesn't matter. The content will create itself, right? You're going to go into the people's first book and you're going to identify small stories, case studies, Mm -hmm. uh, bring somebody on who's on there, who's experienced something similar. You talk this out and you make. I always like to say um, confident and competent. That's what, that's what I like to tell people at the end of my episode is, you will be confident and competent in spinal cord injury research in, you know, n- you know, knee, knee pain uh, treatment. So that's it. I mean, your live event will be focused on answering or or sh- guiding or showing how this book will guide because yes. you want them to buy the book still. So will guide. If they read this book, they will be not, not, they will be not less fearful or they will be confident and competent in insert the things that they're fearful about.
2: Yes. I want to re-excite people too. I think that's the other thing. You know, there's so much frustration, exhaustion and all of that. I want people to be excited to grow. And I think we're, we're forgetting how to do that. And even when we grow and I've been guilty of this. So when my first draft of like the 15th edit came out, which was supposed to be the one that's like closest to real, I got it. I sent it to my um, editor and I'm like, Hey, here it is. She called me and she's like, my god it's so beautiful i'm like is it she's like well don't you think it is i'm like i don't know i haven't opened the email she's like wait what you didn't open the email and i said well no i've got things to do i've, I've got a now i've got an email sequence i've got to get out i've got to let people know things she's like stop everything go get a drink and we're gonna celebrate because go look cool. at your
0: book yeah. yeah yeah um let me know what are we doing a launch like the day of the night before the day of,
2: um, we're going to do it around 12 o'clock, August 24th. Yes. What are you doing that day?
0: I love I love hosting things, Amy. Sounds so let's awesome. figure this out. We'll use this as a cool live case study is people have now heard the process. And I tell people all the time, when I come into a consulting meeting, I'm about to do a trick. And here's the trick. I'm going to do it right in front of you. In the middle, you're going to forget that I'm doing a trick and you're going to fall for the trick. And then when the trick's done, you're going to go, wait, how did we get here? I'm like, the trick.
2: Here's the onion.
0: <laughs> The onion, yeah. um, the people's, uh, the, the people first again, August 24th is coming out. Uh, look for an email from us or something like that. We'll make sure you to understand Amy, how can people follow you so they can be in constant contact with you? What are, what are your handles and whatnot?
2: So I'm basically Amy Lapko on LinkedIn. I'm amylafco one for Instagram and Facebook. Um, apparently I'm on Twitter and God love people who like, think I actually look at Twitter, but that's not, I, I'm an Insta girl more than anything. So link right. to Instagram, um, and they can actually pre-order the book already. It's on Amazon. Like again, another big moment. It was like, it's a big moment. It's on Amazon and you can click a button that says pre-order and it'll drop day up, which is that's,
0: kind of cool. That's, it's really cool. I mean, it, <laughs> These are platforms. And I think it's really cool because number one, there's an association to like this big brand, right? Like I'm part of this, but it's also, I think like lots of people can touch this and be affected by this and be helped by this. And I did something, you know, at my own desk, at my own computer, and now the world could find their way here and let's figure out paths and, and inroads for those people to find those ways.
2: And that's, that's what's so important to me. It's about the message. Like, I want everyone to have a good experience at work, whether you're frontline, back office, if you're the owner, and there's things that we can practically and tactically do to make that happen.
0: Yeah, I love that. All right, uh, Amy, uh, we have a tradition of a show called Three Questions. Are you ready to play Three Questions? I am ready. Let's do three questions. All right, three questions brought to you by our friends from Fusion Medical Staffing. Find them online at fusionmedstaff.com. Leaders in hashtag travel PT. Where there are people, they need great physical therapists and physical therapist assistants. Along with job transparency, you don't want to be guessing about what you're getting into if you're traveling around the country. You kind of want to know. So they just created just job transparency. They'll just let you know what you're in store for, make sure it's a good match for you and who you're going to work with and getting work for those patients. Again, find them online at Fusion Staff. Com. Three questions. Amy, where are you located right
2: now? Where are you geographically? I'm in Orwigsburg, Pennsylvania, just 15 oh, minutes from
0: New England. Got it. Yeah, right, right. Right near Pottsville. All right. So if you can go anywhere in the 50 U.S., right? We've been cooped up for like a year and it feels like 10 years. Where's somewhere you'd like, yeah, I got to get there.
2: San
0: Juan Islands. Yeah, why not? Keep why doing that. And where there are people, again, they need great therapists. So is, is working as a travel PT in San Juan Islands an option? I don't know go to fusionmedstaff.com and find out second I question, say,
2: pause 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 i was a traveler for six years and it was so worth it like i got some great experiences me in grand junction colorado
0: move around the country do that thing you just spent a lot of time in school go do the thing uh second question on three questions is a what question what is something you've read or watched or listened to a book a movie podcast just something you think the audience would gain value for
2: Jen Sincero, you're a badass. Read it, audio download it, listen to it a million times. She's fantastic. and her, yeah. she's just got this voice that goes with the book. It's
0: I've heard good things about that one. That one's on my short list. Last question on three questions is a who question. Who is someone the audience should know more
2: about? I think people need to know more about a good friend of mine, Heather Jennings. She yeah. Is really she's on the APT board of directors, but she's more than that. She's just this amazing human. And I know she's been on your show, so maybe that's the best choice. But if you have a chance to get to know her and seek her vision and, and see her passion for our profession. She'll reignite you no matter what your thought process is right
0: now. Love that. Yeah, Heather's great. Uh expect her to continue to do great things. All right, that's three questions again. Fusionmedstaff.com. Be a leader in hashtag travelpt. Last thing we do on the show is the parting shot. mentioned twitter i'm watching myself on twitter this is very very meta Job uh, brought to you by our friends from the academy of orthopedic physical therapy find them online at orthopt.org. Uh, the academy really it's in the name people the academy of orthopedic pt so if you're looking to enhance your orthopedic uh, skills current concepts of orthopedic pt is one of their independent study courses uh, who better to do it with if you're looking to take that ocs exam it is a perfect map to get you from wherever you are to where you want to be confident and competent, those two words right there, because that's what we hear a lot when I work with the Academy of Orthopedic PT as well. Maybe not yet, I'll do it soon, someday. Some days now, current concepts of orthopedic PT find that just check out the reading list alone available for you at orthopt.org. So, parting shot, Amy, your last chance for like a mic drop moment or the last sentiment you'd want to leave with everybody as we close out today.
2: Every problem is a chance to build a relationship. So go out, rethink why am I doing what I do and just love tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I I love that. I think that's really great work. Good words to live by. Uh, Excited for you. Uh, I want to make some more noise about the book. We'll make sure people know about it. Uh, People first and August 24th is that date that it comes out. I'm expecting big things. Let's figure out how to make sure more people know that put people first.
1: Love it.
0: Thank you. Amy, thanks for the time. We'll talk again soon
1: follow us online. Welcome to the internet, my
0: friend. How can I help you?
1: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. Alright,
0: show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, and OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org our home on the internet ptpinkcast.com created by build pt
1: from the P.T. Pinecast. The P.T. Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.